You're listening to the Food Files podcast, the latest from the Oklahoma State University Robert M. Kerr Food and Agricultural Product Center. Here's your host, Darren Scott. Welcome to the Food Files. I'm your host, Darren Scott, and today's guest is a returnee, Dr. Ravi Jadija, FAPC Food Safety Specialist. Good morning, Ravi. Good morning, Dr. Scott. Uh, you know, that's Darren. Um, you know, <laughs> before we start, I was wondering if you might be able to just talk a little bit about uh, some of your responsibilities here at the FAPC, uh, just for the uh, people who may be first time listeners. Sure. First of all, thank you for the opportunity to be here. I'm an associate professor and food safety specialist at Food and Act Product Center here at OSU. My responsibilities are to teach undergraduate and graduate classes in the area of food safety, food science, and also provide training and technical assistance to Oklahoma food industry. Since the football season is ramping up, I thought that today we would talk a little bit about tailgates, food safety. You know, one of the things that is important is how we thaw the food before we toss it out on the grill. So I was kind of curious, um, you know, where should we thaw our meat or vegetables or whatever it is that we're going to cook? For any type of perishable food that needs refrigeration for its safety, Mm -hmm. And if it is a frozen food, then advisable thing is to throw that food product in refrigerator. You may need to plan ahead and have that food product out in the refrigerator night Mm -hmm. before. Otherwise, you may not have a fully thawed food product. Well, same vein, where should we store food that we're going to marinate? Should we store that out at room temp, uh, in the back of the truck? What do we need to do with that? To maintain safety, we have to make sure that we are storing any food, especially perishable food, at temperatures below 40 or above 140. So when we marinate it and we have not cooked the food product yet, so Mm -hmm. it is strongly recommended that we store the food product below 40. So it could be refrigerator, it could be a very nicely packed ice chest that someone can use to store that food product so that microorganisms cannot grow and become source of contamination and food poisoning. Well, are there any risks associated with using the leftover marinade? That is not recommended that we reuse marinade, especially when we have that marinade came in contact with uh, raw meat and poultry, because raw meat and poultry are source of various enteric pathogens, such as E. coli, salmonella, and we don't want to have any of those microorganisms that get that has a potential to get transferred to our marinade. And then we don't want to use that cross-contaminated marinade on our cooked product or even want to store that marinade in somewhere else. Because uh, if that marinade that has microorganism come in a contact with our food product, then it is very likely that those pathogens are going to get transferred and uh, given a good condition, those microorganisms can quickly grow and that food product can become source of uh, contamination and uh, we may end up ruining our fun and have a foodborne illness rather than a good party or good time. (laughs) All right. Well, you talked about cross-contamination. Can you just go a little bit more into detail about what that is? So cross-contamination is transfer of hazard. And typically in this case, it's going to be bacterial hazard. Mm -hmm. So when you have 
food product that is a source of microorganism or microorganisms or bacteria might be present on a food product. And we put something on that food product like dry rub, marinade, or even that uh, meat or poultry product come in a contact with any surface, those microorganisms which are already present on the mm-hmm. meat product mm-hmm. will get transferred to the food product is in contact with. If we do not take care, those microorganisms from the food contact surfaces and marinade can get transferred to cook food product, to our equipment, our utensils, and uh, that may cause spread of those harmful pathogens and that may cause illness or food poisoning situation. After we've cooked our food, uh, in particular meat, you know, how should we determine the level of doneness? Is that going to be visual texture? You know, what do we need to do to make sure that the food is fully cooked? A very good question. The only recommended method to determine the doneness of food is using a food thermometer. If we cannot have a food thermometer, it is very difficult to decide if the food is properly cooked Mm -hmm. to kill any potential microorganism that might be present on the surface of the food product. What is the minimum uh, internal cook temp for beef, pork, and veal? Typically for any whole muscle that you are trying to cook, if you cook it to 145 uh, Fahrenheit, for about and then give three minute rest. That is very important. We don't want to cut it uh, and then start consuming right away. We want to give at least three minutes of rest time okay. for pathogens to die. And then 145 will give you close to medium to medium rare. Any type of poultry is recommended to be cooked at 165 uh, minimum internal temperature to kill off any salmonella. Ground meat uh, meat, uh, typically has a much larger surface area and the likelihood of microorganism to be inside the meat is much higher. And that's Mm -hmm. why the recommended temperature for cooking ground meat is about 160 Fahrenheit. Well, you know, when we're outside grilling, you know, uh, enjoying ourselves, uh, what do we need to be aware of in terms of pests and things like that? We certainly want to make sure that flies are not uh, setting up or they're not contaminating our food product. Flies can sit on any type of gross object that is out there and Mm -hmm. they can fly and sit on the food product and transfer a whole lot of bacteria on that food product. According to a study done a long time back, a fly can carry up to 3.2 million bacteria Oh, wow. on, on itself. And uh, if it is E. coli 157, uh, it only takes as low as 10 bacterial cells to make someone sick. So we need to be very careful when uh, we are storing food outside, especially during tailgate situation. We want to protect our food, our food items, and even utensils from pest-like flies. So we've cooked our food, have it uh, safely stored. Um, We've enjoyed the game. You know, how quickly do we need to store uh, those leftovers in the refrigerator after we've cooked them? Very good question. Uh, It is recommended that we store our leftovers within two hours of uh, cooking time. So either we can keep our food product above 140 and Mm -hmm. above 140, the reason that we we have selected that temperature because most pathogenic microorganisms will not able to multiply and grow 
at that temperature, or we need to store our food product below 40. But if we have a food product that is between 40 and 140, mm -hmm. uh, it is strongly recommended that we store that food product within two hours from cooking time. That recommended time is shortened if the outside temperature is about 90 or more. Okay. Because in that situation, the food can stay in the temperature danger zone for much longer time and uh, bacteria can multiply much, much quicker. And then it can become food safety hazard. What temperature should we reheat those leftovers to? To make sure that our food product is safe, it is recommended that we go for at least 165 internal temperature uh, for our leftovers. At that temperature, we will certainly kill off any microorganism that might be present on the surface of food product or inside the food product. How long can we leave them refrigerated or should we do something else with those items? If we have, let's say, 1,000 bacteria, 1,000 bacteria are nothing. You can mm -hmm. find millions and millions of bacteria, even one spoonful of yogurt. Mm -hmm. And if we leave it outside between 40 and 140 during temperature, uh, 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 in the temperature danger zone, mm -hmm. those 1,000 bacteria can become 2 billion bacteria, billion with a B, in, uh, within seven hours. Oh, so wow. those microorganisms multiply very, very quickly. So it is in our best interest to cool down that food product as quickly as we can. Mm -hmm. So if you have a large quantity of food product, we should store that food product in a smaller container. And reason for that is that uh, when we put that food product in refrigerator or those containers in refrigerator, mm -hmm. the outermost surface will start uh, cooling down uh, very quickly. But you, if you have too much product in one big container, the inner surface may not cool down quick enough and microorganism will continue to grow in that area. Therefore, we want to make sure that uh, we have a shallow, uh, smaller containers, multiple of those, and then uh -huh. we put everything in refrigerator so that the food product temperature goes down to 40 or below very quickly. So for any sort of uh, frozen leftovers, uh, how long can we keep those? So typically, if the food product stays frozen, it's mm -hmm. not going to have a microbial growth at all. Okay. So for food safety wise, it's perfectly fine. But if you store more than six months, then you may start seeing some quality issues depending on the, your storage equipment and uh, storage conditions that they sure. have used. I just want to... Uh, emphasize that food safety is very important, especially when we are enjoying ourselves outside, when we are attending a game, we need mm -hmm. to make sure that we take care of our food product with us and uh, we don't temperature abuse the food product because it doesn't take much for foodborne pathogen to make us sick. As long as we keep the food safety in mind, and I also want to remind our listeners that the number that we need to remember is 40 and 140. So if food product is between that temperature, 40 Fahrenheit to 140 Fahrenheit, the food product is likely to support the growth of microorganism. And therefore we want to keep food product below 40 or above 140. Well, thanks for coming on, Ravi. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ren. I also like to say, go Pokes. Go Pokes. Uh <laughs> I'd also like to thank the listeners out there, in addition to uh, AgCom for the production of this podcast. 
For additional food industry information, please make sure to visit our website at food.okstate.edu. Until next time.